0: Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at FUMCBentonville.org or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok.
1: Hello, everyone. I am Pastor Michelle Morris, uh, the lead pastor here at First United Methodist Church in Bentonville. As part of the series that we are doing on One Word, Many Voices, in which we are looking at Pentecost from a lot of different perspectives, this past Sunday we uh, experienced a sermon entirely in American Sign Language. The goal of that was twofold. One was to treat American Sign Language as a valid language of its own and of its own culture, uh, not in service to another language like like English, uh, and also to give my congregation, largely a hearing congregation, the experience of what it is like to come in and have to sit in a worship service and not understand the sermon because it's not being communicated in a way that's accessible to you. Um, it was a profound and powerful experience, and we're grateful for it, but we also recognize that it doesn't necessarily translate well um, into, certainly into an audible Format like a podcast. And so we are doing this supplementary um, broadcast or supplementary piece uh, to be used for both YouTube and also for our podcasts. Included in this piece will be two things. One will be an extended interview that I did with David Henry, who is a member of our congregation and who is a blind individual, and he will share a little bit about uh, what it is like to worship as a blind person where he finds accessibility and where he finds challenges. Uh, and he'll also share a little bit about his faith journey with us as well. And then we will hear an interview from uh, from Bishop Johnson, who delivered our American Sign Language sermon with a woman whose name is Lysander Saunders. Uh, she is a deaf individual. Um, she will be being translated by Bishop Johnson. Um, for those of you that that can see it, you will notice that when when Zoom switched to speaker mode, we cannot see Lysander's Signing, but instead we see um, Bishop Johnson doing the translation. There's a bias in our technology as well. Uh, For those of you that are hearing this on the podcast, you will just experience um, Bishop Johnson's interpretation. We hope that you find this empowering and enlightening, and that it challenges you, if you are a person who can hear or can see, to view the world in a new way and perhaps look around and see. Um, how we might make the world a little bit more accessible and make God more open to others um, as well. Of course, God is present in their lives, but sometimes the church has our hurdles that we put before people um, just because of our uh, differences in accessibility. So I hope this is a blessing to you. We welcome any comments or um, suggestions that you have and may you all be blessed. So today we're sitting down with David Henry. Welcome so much, David.
2: Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I just never thought that I'd be on the big screen.
1: (laughs) And David, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us, um, what are some of the challenges of worshiping um, as a person who is blind?
2: Well, uh, a lot of what I encounter being a totally blind individual is in the areas of uh, being able to read along with the liturgy as we go along uh, during our service. Uh, Many of the times, uh, some of them I have memorized just from being a member of this church for so long, but a majority of them I do not know. So that is something that I listen and uh, just absorb the meaning of, but also along the lines of singing with the music. Again, if I know the songs. If they're familiar songs from going all the way back to my childhood, then I'm all right. But uh, a lot of times there are uh, songs that I do not know. So I'm, you know, pretty much unable to participate at that point. In many places you may have Braille or you may have other things that are printed, but that would be extremely uh, cost or labor-intensive to be able to braille everything for every Sunday. As far as the others, most of it is just becoming familiar with the songs or with the liturgy. And publishing or putting out, say, like, for individuals who are visually impaired and can't see those that information, then you can put it in a word format and be able to uh, let us kind of learn it at our own pace at home would be a very, very good thing. And so, uh, because, you know, if we practice it, then we learn it. Just like anybody, you know, like with the Apostles' Creed. That's one of the things that, you know, over time by we... In the 90s and early 2000s, we had the Apostles' Creed every Sunday. And so I learned it that way. But it's uh, one means of doing it, or having it in an audio format. So, same thing. But uh, the other area that is a little trickier is doing communion. In that, uh, when, as a blind individual, in uh, speaking, needing to speak to me as to what you're doing. As when we're breaking of the bread, you know, I pretty much know that uh, to put cup my hands so you can place it in there in my hands, but the cup uh, is something that is a little different whether it's using the way we used to use it with the goblet or now with the single serve. Uh, just hand it to me and tell me that that's what you're doing. And you can whisper that. And so that is some of the challenges that I have in the service itself. Another thing that is can be welcoming is while most people, I've been at the church long enough to know a lot of people's voices, but always introducing yourself, which Is not a bad habit to have at any time for all of us, uh, including myself. When greeting somebody and just say who you are, because while I most likely do know you, I may not have the ability to to discern, especially in the group setting in the beginning or at the end of a service when there's many voices going on, that... uh, I would be able to discern uh, who you exactly are. Uh, But also, things such as uh, if you're trying to guide me, then, you know, present your right elbow. I will go where that elbow goes to. And so, those are some of the things that can make life a little easier.
1: What does your faith mean to you?
2: means everything, Uh, as people who have known me for a long time have known as uh, dealing with uh, my blindness is one of the things that has made me who I am. And with that, the only thing I can do is when I lost, as I went through my life, losing my eyesight... When I lost all of it. I said okay. My decision making is gone. And this is yours Lord. So therefore. You lead me where you want to. Because without. His support. Without his. Part in my life. I could not handle this. It would be too. Easy to sit back. And do nothing. My belief. Of. Without Him, I can do nothing. And so that's my faith. And in the truest sense of my going through this life is my faith in God. Because I have to trust Him to protect me, to guide me, and to show me the way that He wants me to go.
1: In a sense, we all really should have a hold of God's
2: right elbow, shouldn't we? Absolutely. (laughs) Very much so. Uh, The right elbow is... That way he will guide you to wherever he wants you. We want to make this church a welcoming church. The ability to come into a church and be greeted by somebody to have others include you in everything that we do because no matter what your belief systems are, whatever your uh, political views, whatever your uh, feelings are about church or anything, is we want to be a welcoming church so that everyone is included, whether you're disabled or you're not or uh, whatever. We want to be an inclusive church. It's very important to do that, to be more and more, a sense of community, as you say every Sunday, go out and be the church <laughs> because we are always the church, whether we 're in this sanctuary or whether we are in and around town, we represent the church as a whole so uh, but especially in this sanctuary, be a welcoming church and an inclusive and where everyone feels welcome.
3: Hello, hello. My name is Bishop Peggy Johnson. I'm retired Bishop. Before I worked at a deaf church in Baltimore, Maryland for 20 years. And I had a wonderful experience serving the deaf community. And today, We will interview a wonderful member of the Deaf Church. Her name is Lassander Saunders. Her name sign is Lassander. And she herself was member of the Deaf Church for many years. But then Sandy moved to. Charlotte, North Carolina, near family. And now she attends a church of hearing people (laughs) that talk, but also the church has an interpreter. So today we're going to talk about Pentecost. Pentecost. And the name sign we'll use is Pentecost. There's many, many signs for that word, but this is the one that we've agreed to use today. And so I'm very happy to introduce to you my good friend, faithful Christian, Lysander. And I'd like to ask her the first question, what does Pentecost mean? Okay, well, I'm very happy to join you today. That word Pentecost, it means it's the birthday of the church. It's when it started. When God's Holy Spirit touched the speaker, the Peter and all the people as they heard in different languages about the witness of Jesus and wow, They were given power from God to do that through the Holy Spirit. And it was important that all of us, that we all remember that Pentecost, God started a church that will be for all people in the world, the whole world. Wonderful. Pentecost really, it means all people. Thank God. And now I'm curious about deaf ministry and accessibility for people who are deaf. This church has all all hearing people, and made me curious about how this church can do a better job witnessing and reaching out to people who have a hearing loss. And so. I'll ask you, what, what should hearing churches do to make themselves more accessible? Right now I go to a hearing church and they were willing to get an interpreter for me. And it's just so important for deaf, a person who's deaf to have interpreter because I use sign language. And that makes the church more accessible for deaf people who may come to your church. Sometimes there's hard of hearing people who use hearing aids. Maybe a church can provide a loop system, a listening device system that can help enhance the hearing. Maybe they can also provide captioning, words on the screen that say what's happening in English. Accessibility is so important for people who have a hearing loss. Thank you, thank you, truly important. Sometimes hearing people just (laughs) don't know what to do. They, they really don't even think about that people might be missing church if they can't hear. But because Pentecost means for all people, and that includes the deaf community, the disability community as well. So last, last question is, explain about a deaf church. What does a deaf church do that's different from a hearing church. Well, I'm very happy to tell about that because really I've enjoyed so much my experience with the deaf church in Baltimore. Our church was the same. They had worship, same as hearing people have, but we use sign language for everything. The speaker, the music, the church activities, the leadership of the deaf people, being in charge of everything, Bible study, Sunday school. No matter what we had, the deaf choir, all that was in sign. They would sing songs with their hands, not with piano playing or music. We would use a big bass drum and we would pound the drum and feel the rhythm of the beat, and that inspired us as we would sign our songs to the glory of God. So that's some of the different experiences from hearing churches. They don't have it like that. Thank you. So truly, exactly right. A deaf church is fully accessible to people who are deaf who use sign language. And sign language people don't think about themselves as disabled. Deaf people using sign language see themselves as a culture with their own language, history, traditions, and values. They're not disabled. (laughs) Hearing people are disabled if they don't understand sign language and they walk into a deaf church. (laughs) So this has been a wonderful time to interview my good friend, Sandy. And I thank you so much for your good heart and your willingness always to share and be um, a helper to make accessible this ministry to all people. So God bless you. And this is the sign for, I love you, this. And we say to all of you, we love you. God bless. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sermon Podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you would like to let us know you were here, follow the link below to connect. To participate in worship through giving, you can give online at FUMCBentonville.org or on Venmo at FUMCBentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.